Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rance, certified life coach, certified nutritionist, mental health advocate, meditation master. No, not really, but thanks so much for stopping by. I hope that you guys get a ton of value from each and every single episode. I like to bring extremely powerful uh, leaders of their industries on each and every single episode, whether it's a doctor, nutritionist, um, coach, leader, I, whatever it is, I, I want to make sure that not only are you guys learning, but that I'm learning. You know, at the end of the day, I'm doing this podcast, not just for you guys, but I'm doing it for myself. And all these conversations that I have with every single person I just named uh, is helping me get better. And it's helping me step into the greatest version of myself. And I just hope I can pay it forward to you guys through these deep, powerful conversations. Thanks so much for stopping by. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Good energy. So how's everything been going? Dude, it's good, man. I, um, I've i just been like, I mean, it was the whole month of December was like a wash almost. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? Well, just like I had like my birthday and then Christmas's birthday. And then oh, wow. we had, we went to Tennessee for the holidays. So I was with my son and took him to my parents' house. And then I came back and then I spent a week with guys from LA and DC, like gearing up for New Year's Eve and then New Year's Eve. And I was like, dude, I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I need a fucking detox. I need like, <laughs> I need to get my life back in order. Like hosting people just in general is a lot. And uh, yeah. I think uh, that was just like, w- definitely played weight on me. And then coming, I mean, Dude, I mean, we can get into this later, but it's it's tough to like get back into the swing of things. And I know it's been a, like I guess it's been a few months now, but it's really taken me a while to get back to where I was. Yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean, like, so for me, like, I'm I work a lot better whenever I'm like um, high frequency. So basically, the busier I am, <laughs> the better I am, which sounds crazy, but. When I'm very busy, I'm very good at my job and I'm better at it. Um, and I just can do a lot of things at once. Not to say there's not flaws within that, because I think I'm starting to find certain elements of me being able to really zone in and focus on certain things and not have a million things going on at once. And I'm, I'm getting better at that. But my basis of kind of my personality, I, I've learned that I work a lot better when I have a lot going on. So when I went into the house, I really I had a lot of things on my plate and a lot of responsibility and a lot of things uh, that I was working on. And I just got to, you know, you have to just freeze that. Otherwise, you drive yourself crazy because you want to be doing stuff, but you can't because you're obviously stuck in a game and you can't talk to anyone. So I had to like kind of like digress and kind of like slow down my thinking. And it's taken me a lot, a long time to get back to that kind of mindset and that that kind of like motivation and that kind of like, um, all right, I want to do this. I want to do this. I need to work on this. And just just kind of that kind of that that train of thought, um, because this time around, like when I was in the house, I really kind of I, I sucked into the game. Like I, I like I like hardcore. And I think that was the difference of me playing from season 10 to season 22 was I basically was like, look, I'm going all in. I'm going to play this game as best as I know how, and I'm going to mentally be dedicated to it. And I think it showed in the way I played the game, but ultimately it did a number on me, <laughs> on my brain, I think. 
Absolutely. Because I was so invested. I was like mentally invested and I was invested in the game. And I think the first time around I wasn't. Like I don't think I was. I really. Or maybe I was just younger and I didn't know what I, what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Well, you played a great game. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I really had a mindset of like, look, I'm going to go into this and play and have a plan and stick to that plan and see what happens. But it was fun this time too. And I think the first time around I didn't have as much fun as I had this time, which mm-hmm. I found pretty interesting. But, you know, you really start like I feel like I was I'm I used to think or I was I was pretty self-aware and I'm pretty self-aware now of, of the things around me, the things I do, you know, whether they're good or bad or whatever. I, I definitely am aware of that. And I think coming out of the house, I realized like how impactful secluding yourself in a house on TV for three months, <laughs> how impactful, good or bad, um, the toll that it takes on, on you mentally and your body and just overall like your, your psyche. Um which I think a lot of people don't realize, you know? Yeah. What do you think was the biggest toll it took on you personally? Um, I think, I think it was finding a way to turn my brain off and be in the moment, um, which you think there's kind of a double-edged sword to that. It's like, for me, I, I, I took it as a lesson that I maybe need to slow down. I maybe need to think more thoroughly. I need to have full thoughts you know, like in the world we live in today, it's like, do we even have a full thought? <laughs> I mean, we basically are so quick to respond. We're so quick to move on to the next thing. You know, we have all of this noise, this noise, whether it be our phones or music or TV or whatever the hell it might be. Like we just have all this noise that kind of distracts us. And I think it cuts off our, our, our thoughts, our, our full thoughts. And And that was something that I did, like, I think in sequester when we were so question for two weeks, I was basically like writing a lot because we could still write. And I was just like a lot of the stuff I was writing about is like the thought process. And, you know, if you're able to sit with your thoughts and think through things, then you have a different outcome. And I think that's something we don't do enough nowadays. And I, and I understand like a lot of people are, you know, they're learning to meditate and all that stuff. But, you know, as you know, like meditating is the absence of thought, (laughs) you know what I mean? So like, it's not necessarily that it's more, let's process what we're thinking. Let's process the conversations we're having with loved ones or friends or whatever. And let's have a thorough thought process that works. And I think right now the whole world or a lot of people does, they don't do that, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, I, I got really caught up in it too. I, I feel like over time in the house, I got better at not caring because after about week three, I was just having such a good time. I didn't really care about winning anymore, but you do have so many thoughts in the house because you don't really have anyone to truly talk to. You know, maybe you can confide in one or two people that you trust. Yeah. You can open up to them, be vulnerable and whatnot. But at the end of the day, every second of being in that house, you are competing and it's hard to turn that off. Yeah, I think it's hard to turn it off. I think it's it's I think it's hard for people that have never done it to understand what exactly it is, right? Because from the viewer's standpoint, they just see a game being played, an edited version of everyone. And basically, and when I say edited is they're not seeing the full conversations, they're not seeing, you know, basically how you're acting to everyone and this and that. And uh and even when they do see a some glimpse of like more more footage of you, 
you're still on a TV show. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're still you're still being filmed through the walls and stuff. And I think I think people don't understand what that feeling is like because you can't you can't possibly understand it unless you're in it. And it's a what I felt is like I don't want to say it's anxiety, but it kind of is. It's like a weirdness that, that comes over your body when you're living with 16 strangers. You know, your sleep habits, you're, you can't talk to anyone. You can't talk to the outside world. You know, you basically, I remember like being up at night, like I would wake up in the middle of the night and I just remember being there with my thoughts and the things that you would think about and just like, you couldn't even go to sleep because you're just like, you had no closure through the day. So like in, in today's life, like today, you'll turn your phone off, you'll do your kind of night routine, brush your teeth, you know, do all that, take a shower, whatever you do. And you have done X, Y, Z through the day. And you're like, okay, I have a few things I want to do tomorrow. And that's like mentally, you're kind of making that checklist. And then when you put your head on your pillow at night, you're like, okay, I'm good. I can, I can like shut it down. But when you're in the house, you don't have that comfort of like, okay, my son's okay. Okay. My business is okay. Okay. My family's okay. My life's good. I did X, Y, Z today. I got X, Y, Z tomorrow. You don't have that like turn off like that for your brain. So I started like really going into like, damn, man, like I, I like you need that in your life. And I think in the house, it's impossible to get. And Cody, <laughs> like Cody was a Cody looked like a damn zombie by the end of it, you know, because he like <laughs> he he wears his like he you know, when he doesn't sleep, you can really tell like when he doesn't sleep, you know, he gets dark circles under his eyes. And like and through that through that this season, man, you could really tell it wore on him. You know what I mean? Just not sleeping or not good sleeping and all that. So. Absolutely. So what do you think is the hardest part about coming out of the house? Like, what do you think is the biggest challenge? And not for you, really. I'm talking more on a on a general scale to all the people that have been on Big Brother. What do you think the hardest challenge is coming out of the house? I think nowadays, you know, I think the hardest thing is dealing with uh, the fans. I think dealing with yes. the uh, the diehard crazy fans. And I think that and, and being able, because look, none of us, like a majority of the people that have been on the show, you know, they're not, I would never consider us celebrities. I would never consider us. I'm just a, a dude, right? I'm a dude. <laughs> I'm a dude. I'm an entrepreneur. I, yeah. you know, I've, I've been in articles, I've been in magazines, but I don't walk down the street and get noticed. And that's not, that's never been my necessarily motive. My motive has always been really based off my career as a restaurateur and the venues and, and kind of being that person in the public eye, not a reality star or this or that. So I think what people have to understand is like you're put on a reality show and people, the fans, they can be so, they can be mean. Look, and I've got, I got thick ass skin, right? <laughs> and I still listen to some of the way these people talk and it blows my mind. And I'm like, man, just have a little bit of compassion. Um, ruthless. Yeah, they're just ruthless. And I'm like, and I think it's the day, it's the age that the day of, you know, what we're in right now with this like idea that people can write anything on the internet and people can write whatever they want and people can be as mean as possible on social media because no one, there's no face to go with it or there's no like repercussions. I'm like, I ultimately think like a lot of these people have never been punched in the fucking mouth before because, <laughs> because, 
you know, you, you learn a lesson like that whenever, you know, when I grew up, like (laughs) when I grew up, it sounds like I'm so fucking old, but like you say some shit like that to someone's face and you're going to get punched in the fucking mouth. And, and a lot of these people nowadays, I feel like it just, they can just feel like they can say whatever they want. And I think it takes a toll on people. It took a toll on me. Like, I think like, reaching out to when I got out of the house, like I had a lot of conversations with Dan, I would call Cody every once in a while, I would call Enzo, me and Christmas talk about it. Um, and a couple other older players like Mike Boogie and different people just because you have you have to talk to people that can relate that have been there in that situation where you're just getting this bombardment of just hate and just just stuff like that. And I think what people don't understand is it weighs on you whether you have thick skin or not, man, it definitely weighs on you. And I and I look at that. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> I do. There's not a bone in my body that I wish I was some massive celebrity. That's for damn sure. You know, because I feel bad for them. Right. You know, I really feel bad. Feel bad. It must be so hard. I mean, coming off the show was super challenging for me. Just getting a ton of hey. I mean, I got a lot. I got a lot of love, but I also got a lot of hate too. And you develop thick skin over time. But you're absolutely right. You know, these people that are just writing whatever they want or harass and stalk and just say blatant lies and yeah and are just like really vulgar like what like and i almost feel bad for them and no no offense to the the average big brother fan we love the fans the show's nothing without the fans obviously but at the end of the day you're absolutely right you know a lot of these people have never gotten punched in the mouth and- <laughs> well I, I agree i mean the fans like and and i always take it you know with a grain of salt in regards to for every you know crazy thing someone sends you or writes you there's a hundred good things right so you kind of got to take that and and know that and and know that like whoever's sending you crazy messages like that they're going through something in their life that we have no idea and it's reflection of them. And like, and you feel, you start to feel bad for those people. Cause you're like, what in your life could be so bad that you want to go out of your way to kind of like cut me down. You know what I mean? We're not famous. (laughs) We're not out here trying to sell albums or professional athletes. You're a dude that has successful restaurants. I'm a dude that likes to play golf and work out. And we're just average Joes. Yeah. We don't have a lot of talent. We might be smart and sharp and have good people skills. But at the end of the day, like we're not out here trying to please fans to buy our stuff. We're just being ourselves. And we didn't really, you know, it's tough. Like, did we ask for this or not? <laughs> you know, it's like we kind of asked for it, though, going on Big Brother. So. Yeah, I think it's, a, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think there's some level of like, okay, look, I get it. I asked for it. But the other thing is like understanding, too, and be like, hey, it's a game. So there, there's that element. Like, you guys have to understand it's a game. The other element, look, look, I don't expect everyone to like me. That's for damn sure. I think I'm an acquired mm-hmm. taste for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, I'm like, understand that I'm a human too. I make mistakes. So like no one's, you know, you can't, if you live in a glass house, man, you can't throw rocks. Right. So like, so like when someone says like, Oh, you said this and you're wrong for that. And I'm like, okay, like, okay. I know I made a mistake. I fucked up. I put my foot in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like it, you know, it happened with the Ian situation. Like I obviously, you know, put my foot in my mouth and I said something I shouldn't have said. And, and I apologize to Ian for saying that and making that joke. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, so no one else has ever done anything like that in their life. You know, it's like, come on, man. Like, I, I, have, I have the ability to say I'm sorry, just like everyone else does. 
and I have the ability to know when I fucked up. So it's like, okay. And I'm okay with that. And I'm, I'm okay with fucking up. <laughs> you know? Right. So point, point, we are humans. We all make mistakes, facts. And these people that are vulgar and harassing us and stalking us and saying terrible things about us on the internet, you're not perfect either. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that. It's like sometimes that needs to be highlighted a little bit and think about it before you go after someone. And a lot of times I've noticed that when they get the time of day, meaning when you actually reply and say something, they actually, they cower down or they're like, oh my God, you read this. It's so nice to meet you. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't really know what to say to that. It's like this girl, I was at a bar and she grabbed my ass. I told this story, I think, on something. And I was like, she grabbed my ass and I turned around. She's like, oh my God, I knew it was you. I hate you. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is so bizarre. So bizarre. Is that the worst fan encounter you've ever had? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't think... Uh, I've been, I have never had anything like, like super crazy or super threatening or anything that like, I feel like, like that. Cause I don't think people, it's very like, people don't say that shit to your face. It's just not possible. You know, it's right. rare, but I think that, and I think understanding, I mean, I don't know if like, if people know this, but like we get a call and we get a therapist basically now, I don't know. It's like this what was this for you guys, but we have a therapist for the full year after we get off the show. Really? Yeah, so they do, they basically, I think it's once a week for the first six months or some shit. And then it's like, after that, it's once a month for it. Wow. Yeah. So they definitely have been, I think, noticing and getting feedback in regards to, you know, kind of that, what goes on and, and kind of what, what's happened over time. And they're giving that support. But I think the biggest thing is, and this obviously when like, I, I just like the fact that like, I think they need to be, let people know like what they're getting themselves into. And I get it. If you've never been on a reality show and you get the opportunity, you're kind of like, you're kind of, you know, you, you don't really care what anyone tells you. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever I'll do it anyway. <laughs> but I think mm -hmm. people have to understand that, that it not only wears on you, but you got to be able to figure it out afterwards and deal with it. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily um, realize what, the, what they're getting themselves into, you know. Well, you're doing good now, though, right? In good spirits, yeah, man. Good. I, look, I, I never let that shit bother me too much. I just think yeah. it's ultimately I like to put it on people's radars because I think it's important because I don't think it's cool. And, you know. It's probably not going to change, but I also like to, I like to bring up like, even with past house guests or guests that are on your season or stuff like that. It's like, I, I think that the big brother community, meaning all the people on big brother should support each other. And, it, and you know, as well as I do, some people do, and some people don't. And I think when we start a new season of big brother, that's coming up, it's like, you can you can talk about their game and you can talk about this person, that person. You can say you don't like them. It's all good. But I think there should be a respect with the new players in regards to just how we welcome them to Big Brother. And I say this and I gave David so much shit, but <laughs> but he was a rookie. So I just busted his balls. Which, by the way, like if with him, like I looked at him as like a fraternity brother. Like I was like, I'm gonna bust this guy's balls and 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 kind of like just just mess with him. But but people took it so like to heart, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> it's not that serious. I promise. It's not that yeah. serious. I promise. Yeah. Exactly. But, 
I don't know. I just think there should be more love. Like once the show's over, like I talk to David every, you know, every couple of weeks, I reach out to him, see how he's doing. But my, my meaning is I think there should be support with these players because when I got off the show, I heard like there was like six or seven different, like old, old big brother players just talking shit about me. Just like, just hardcore shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, bro, yeah. I went to the bar and had drinks with you like seven different times. Like, you just can't talk shit about me like that. Like, I'll call you and be like, if you got a fucking problem, come say it to my face. Right. So it's again, it's like I get it from fans, but you can't do that. Like, I just feel like there should be a level of respect for players and new players and, and you know, ex-players. Once the game is over and the show's done, then it it's like, okay, we're all back to humans. <laughs> so. Exactly. But yeah, I think that. But yeah, everything's good, man. We've we've just been like, I'm getting back into the swing of things. Just got a lot of projects going on, and and dude, we got to go play golf first of all. <laughs> yes, let's go play golf whenever you want, dude. Honestly, I'm pretty open for the next couple weeks, so we'll definitely get that booked on. The yeah, calendar. we should, man. We should. Um, well, how's everything going on with you, man? I, I I see the stuff that you're posting. A lot of are you you're coaching a lot too, or no? Been online yeah. life coaching, spirituality, and health coaching, dude. It's going really well. Last year was uh, obviously with COVID and a lot of the elections. So there's like a lot of distractions, but I didn't let any of that get to me, and I just stayed focused, kept my head down, and kept moving forward. And last year was the best year of my life with my relationships, my health, learning, um, a lot of just great stuff going on. So I'm super blessed and just continuing to move forward, man. I'm gonna do what I can with what I got from where I'm at and I'm gonna let the universe take over from there. Yeah, man, that's an awesome, that's an awesome mindset to have for sure. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Life Coach Zach podcast with Memphis Garrett. I wanna personally, over my podcast of course, thank Memphis for stopping by the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you everyone for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. If you're interested in hiring me as your life coach, or maybe you would just like to connect either on a spiritual level, business level, or just want to discuss some mental health, go over to my website, lifecoachzack.com. There are some resources there, uh, my journal on amazon.com, and also my nutrition course that will be selling really soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys have an incredible day.